0: To simply be with him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Here we are. It's so fun to be with you today. I think about the book of Ruth. It's the greatest love story of all times. And we've been diving in, diving in deep yesterday on the last show, the previous show, we talked about... So many things we talked about suffering and grief and sorrow and Naomi and all of her heavy load and how we're going to process that. And so we've been in there and we said we wanted to respond with a healthy pattern. Alan and I were talking about it during the break and he said, what about that Psalm 51 10? And so I thought maybe that'll be our verse to kick us off today. And that's created me a pure heart. O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. You know, we can ask God for that joy to return for that healing to happen. And if you missed our previous episode, you may want to go back. But we talked about talking to God, sharing with him deeply in the depths of our heart, our questions and our concerns and our, our griefs, our sufferings, our sorrows. And that's what Ruth did. And today we're going to move forward. We're going to talk about their their return to Judah. And the return to Judah, the return to the land of Israel to Bethlehem, in particular from Moab—that was Ruth and Naomi. They were the two that chose to go back. And it's in the first chapter of Ruth where where she's really, you know, we're we're confronted with a fantastic picture of personal commitment, of faith, of relationships. She's Ruth has fully embraced her mother-in-law in an undissolvable covenant. She doesn't tally the cost of continuing to be attached to Naomi or the multiple losses. She doesn't decide to follow Naomi based on her personal advantage, convenience, or enjoyment. No, no. Ruth, her beautiful story becomes an example of devotion to all of us and to us who live in this age of really dispensable commitments and throwaway relationships. Ruth was different. Ruth was committed. And so Naomi, very interesting, she hears that God is moving again in Bethlehem, and so she rises from her despair, and with faith's confidence, she moves toward God. She moves toward her people and toward her home, and I love this about Naomi. You know, it's really easy to throw Naomi under the bus, right? Because Naomi, she says, just call me bitter, I'm very upset. I'm, I'm sorrowful. My name used to be Naomi, which meant pleasant. Call me bitter. She was really upset, and she she didn't mind telling everybody. Uh, this is this really stinks. My life stinks right now. She does not mind sharing that with everyone. You might call her negative Nancy, but before you're too hard on Naomi, I like this this about her in Ruth one six to seven. Naomi moves toward God even in the midst of her hard place. Huh. Now that's a nugget for you today. So if you're in the midst of suffering, sorrow, grief, a crisis, chaos, still move toward God. Even if you're telling your friends, my, my life really stinks right now. Even if you're telling people, even if you're telling God, God, I don't understand right now. Do like Naomi did and move toward him in confidence, toward his people, toward her, toward home and home for Naomi was God's good people. So let's read that. It says in Ruth one, six to seven, when Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people, providing food for them, she and her daughter-in-law's prepared to return home from there. And with her two daughter-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. I love it. I love it. God was moving again. He was, he was providing. They had been in a famine, but now he is moving again. You know, one of the reasons for suffering that we talked about on the previous episode was sometimes we're waiting. We're in the waiting on God And so the people of Bethlehem, they had been in a famine. They had been waiting for those promises, waiting for those answers. And now God is moving again. That gives us hope, doesn't it? It gives me hope that God's going to move again in your life. God is going to move again in my life. There is always hope when we serve the Lord. So move forward, even in your distress, move forward with God. Ruth one eight to fourteen. Let's read this. So Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, "Go back, go back to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness to you as you've shown to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant for each of you rest in the home of another husband." And she kissed them, and they wept aloud, and said to her, "We will go back to you to your people." But Naomi said, "Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me?" Na- Naomi, she's saying, you know, I I'm too old to bear you another son. My sons are dead, and they're weeping, and they're clinging. It says, Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. You know, this must have been a heart-wrenching scene. On the dusty paths which led toward Judas, three women standing there, one elderly, two are young, and all three are widows. Their backs, on their back, a few things that they own, tears flowing down their cheeks, and Naomi saying, Go home, go home to your mom. She blesses them. And then she attempts to persuade them once more to return to Moab. (laughs) But Ruth didn't fall for it, did she? No, Ruth wanted to serve the God of the Bible. So with the second plea for these two young widows to return to Moab, we see that it might have been more difficult for a Moabite woman to find rest with a husband in Judah, because technically... A marriage between an Israelite and a Moabite was permitted. That's in Deuteronomy 7, 1 to 3. But because of the ethnic feelings, it could have been a net negative factor against the likelihood of this happening. And so mm, it's a little tense there. But why do you think that Naomi was adamant about Ruth and Orpah returning home? Do you believe deep down she wanted them to turn back or was she trying to show them care? I mean, what were the results of this second speech. Have you ever experienced this kind of family tension joining two races together? You have to think about that. Ruth is a Moabitess. Naomi is an Israelite. And Naomi's like, go home. Wow. That's a little tense, isn't it? Have you ever known friends or family that chose foreign gods like Orpah did instead of selecting the one true living God of the Bible? This is, this is reality, isn't it? We all see these situations in our lives. That's why I say the Bible is the most real, up-to-date, relevant book that you will ever read. You've got two different nationalities. You have foreign gods versus God of the Bible, and we have decisions to make. But the cool, cool thing is that Ruth said, I choose your God, the one true living God, and I choose you. So we have two nationalities joined together and heading to Bethlehem. So Ruth, I love the speech that she responds with, and this is the famous verse of the book of Ruth, and it's 1, 16 to 17. I think I told you this was my wedding verse, and I love this verse. I remember when I was dating my husband, he said to me one day, he said, okay, now we have to get a few things straight. And he said, if we get married, I might, I might go anywhere in the world. So you have to be ready to do that. I'm a pastor. I don't know. I might serve as a missionary. I'm not sure where God's going to send me. And if you want to marry me, you need to realize we could go anywhere. And of course, I was Twitter pated and fully in love. And I'm like, of course, honey, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. I will go anywhere. And he said, no, Jennifer, I'm really, uh, I'm really serious. You need to think about this. We need to talk about it because if I get a call and it's from God, I might go anywhere in the world. And the interesting thing is our first year we spent in Israel. I've told you about that before. But at the end of that year in Israel, when we were coming back to the United States, he applied in over 50 jobs, 50 applications, and they were all around the world. Somewhere in England, he applied to a job in Hawaii. Huh, wonder why we didn't choose that one. (laughs) Oh, he applied everywhere, and we landed in Cincinnati, but he had applied in California, he applied in Florida, all over the place, and we landed in Cincinnati. We kind of chose Cincinnati because it was still close enough to home. It was like four and a half hours to Tennessee, which was home. But all of that to say, Ruth 116 was my wedding verse, and by the time we made our vows, I really, truly meant it, and have stuck with that. So it's a very special verse. I will read it to you now. It is Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you for where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Wow, what a verse. Can you imagine who are you committed to like that? Is there someone in your life that you are that committed to? We should answer that question. Are you that committed to God? I mean, Ruth was a woman of strong commitment. I love that verse so that she makes four. I will statements in this verse. So why don't we see if we can glean them out of here? I will go where you go. That's one. I will stay where you stay. I will die where you die. I will, I will, I will. I will, your people will be my people. So I love that. Those are the I will statements. What are your I I will statements? Who are you committed to in your life? Your spouse, your parents, your children, your friends, your local church? And what are you willing to say? And what are you willing to do to back up those commitments? What were Ruth's action steps? How are you going to put action behind your words of devotion to God? How, you know, people say actions speak louder than words. Well, Ruth made some powerful statements, four I will statements. But also then her actions backed it up. I think about her returning home. She was so different. She chose to live among the Judeans in Bethlehem, the Israelites in Bethlehem, where Naomi would live. She chose to cut herself off from the Moabite heritage and culture isolating herself from former people she was an outsider she chose a new way of life a new heritage I love that what are we gonna choose what are we gonna do what is she left behind false gods so what are you willing today to leave behind to follow God what are your unshakable commitments and who has faithfully stood by you in the valley of grief and loss I love that she stood by Naomi in that valley of grief and loss. Why don't we take some time to thank God for commitment to the people committed to us. God, we thank you today. We want to be women of commitment. We want to commit to you and to your word and to your ways. We just want to say we love you, God. Thank you for the book of Ruth. We're learning so much. Amen. Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you are listening to Simply for Women. I want you to do me a real quick favor on our break. Go to jennifer-jackson.org. That's right, jennifer-jackson.org. I have so many free resources for you there. Send me an email. Hey, I'll send you the download to the study on the book of Ruth. Just send me a quick email and say, hey, I want that Ruth. I want you to stay with us. We have a guest. The guest is going to share with you a very important story. You're listening to Simply for Women.